Welcome. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. And this is Invasion of the Poly Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. What will happen? <laughs> Sorry, Noel. We're back. And this is another episode of Poly Snatchers, you motherfucker. And we've come here today to talk a little bit about the future of the genre we all know and love so motherfucking well. That being we're going our, to pontificate. Uh, I should have. I was like that being Irish folk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like uh, back in the day on Dark Side of the Moon or the show, we did an episode called "What Is," where we looked into the future of the MCU, and we kind of, as you said, pontificated. We kind of turned it uh, a slightly not so educated eye onto what uh, the future of the MCU. We decided, like we you know, we kind of played the odds that how we thought things were going to turn out and what way they were going to turn out. So we decided to because we you know we lack a little bit of originality. It's what we do. It's our generation. We can't help ourselves. So we said we do a little bit of something like this. And exactly. We'll look at the current landscape of horror and then we we'll look to the future and see what it may hold for the genre we love. So Noel, um, over the last few years, maybe the last ten or so, I think would be the best way to kind of go back if we're looking retroactively. Um, we spoke a little bit about before we started recording was horror itself has started to come more mainstream um, in the likes of the Conjuring universe, Insidious, It Chapter Get 1, out. Chapter 2, um, A Quiet Place quite 1. Place. Yeah, so like those kind of mainstream successes, do you think um, we kind of were talking back and forth, do you think they're good for the genre? Do you think it's cool to see uh, a wider scope in terms of the, the broader appeal that these movies bring? Or do you think it's a case of, it's our club, get out of it, you motherfuckers, you casual yeah. motherfuckers. There is that kind of uh, elitism that I can't help but to feel a little bit. Like, we were here before, it was cool. Fans do it the best. Yeah, Star Wars fans do do it the best. And um, metal fans do it the best in music. And Trekkies. But, and Trekkies, yeah. They're the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't that. care what color the door was, and I don't care what the serial <laughs> number and his end sign, motherfucker. Charger Binks was a beast. That's all I'm saying about that. That's he, it. Let's I get some controversy going. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hashtag justice for Jar Jar. Um, <laughs> oh, that's that's a t-shirt. I just start reading t-shirt notes throughout the episode. <laughs> it's like I've even forgotten your question. You were talking about whether it's good. I, 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 I have to I have to say that I have to admit that they've knocked it out of the park. Like it, it's a very hit and miss genre, and I love it. Yeah, but it's a very hit and miss genre, it, genre. especially with the yeah, it's never like the landing. A lot of horror films just can't stick the landing after doing everything mm. right. A lot of films are very formulaic; they're just that yeah. exact kind of trope. But then you got an it, like twenty seven, the first it outing in twenty seventeen of the new the, mm. the, the, the revamp, Perfect. and then you got a quiet place. And I've enjoyed some of the insidiouses, and I'm just thinking, yeah, you know what? Wow, actually, they're doing this on a scale, and it's. It's like Bird Box and stuff like that. And I'm, mm. I'm just impressed. So I do think that, and we're still getting them kind of, if you go and check what movies are available, there seems to be a horror available every 20 minutes. Yeah. So there's still quite that's, a lot of horror out there. That's why a we lot love disapp- horror. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do think it's been good, but I do not, I do also think that it's been, that it's worrying. You're wondering if they're just going to start mass producing them, if the quality is going to wane. Because yeah. I'm starting to think like, what if they're saying like, okay, we're seeing a two, three hundred percent return on these kind of average bled out properties like paranormal activities or something like that? We can make them. We'll make our money. We have to make more to make billions, but we can just do that. I'm worried that it'll lean into that, but I am optimistic but... that there's. I am optimistic that there's a couple of big directors who are taking a passion for horror, yeah. like James Wan and John Krasinski, of course, yeah. has entered the fray and stuff like that. But it's in horror, like of all the genres, that's not always been guilty of bleeding as properties and franchises to. Death. I can't think of a genre. Yeah, I mean, you could have some of the, the you know, Star Wars. There's been, you know, there's been so many spin-offs and a spin-off the series and stuff. You can mm. look at examples. But horror on the whole, I think we're up to paranormal like this. Saw. <laughs> yeah. I think we're, you know, I, Friday um, 13. Friday Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. It's not Halloween's just the modern now, day currents, you know. The last Halloween is somehow Halloween, like. Eight and also Halloween too at the but, same time. You know what I mean? It's, I think the perfect example of horror in terms of how it looks at this franchise is like it's is Friday the thirteenth. I think it's like part four is called Friday the thirteenth, the last chapter or the final chapter. And there's like seven more movies after or something. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I love about that. I think that encapsulates horror perfectly in the Friday the thirteenth franchise. Is that that is the perfect um show of how you bleed a franchise so dry mm-hmm. that, it, that it forgets 
everything that it used to be. And I think that's the problem with horror franchises. You can say about Star Wars and Star Trek and Star Wars. I think you could levy this out a bit more. And I know some people had issues with Star Trek Discovery. But like when you look at horror as a whole, it has a terrible habit of getting franchises and bleed them to a point that they no longer resemble their original fucking... Um, Saw. The best example I can think of yeah. is Saw. Saw, Friday 13th, Nightmare on M Street, yeah. Halloween. But Saw kept going back and saying, ah, but did he? Because yeah. he killed off everybody. Yeah, he like fucking... Kramer's, Kramer's dead in the third movie or something like that? remember the dude in Jigsaw? He was like, I got your name wrong on a label, dude. Just, yeah. I worked a 72-hour shift, guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, if anything, this is just systemic for our <laughs> if anything you should have the medical system here the healthcare system should be here with a bucket on its head being chained and ran towards the saw which yeah, would be on like, the nose can say lobbyists you know get your lobbyists in <laughs> yeah. they're the ones who are fucking levying these yeah absolutely uh but it completely just decided uh, you know you see somebody get absolutely sliced to bits by a machine that turns into chutney or did they? <laughs> because at the last minute, Kramer realized that he had forgiven and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And that just, just absolutely got I, to I realized that of... I might have slightly overreacted considering what you did was an honest mistake and considering and the, the X-rays, honest mistake. Yeah, the yeah, X-rays yeah, looked like... identical. Also, you were probably on a 72-hour shift like I previously mentioned, only awake because of all the fucking methamphetamines that you just prescribed yourself in the back clinic. But it's okay. You haven't seen your family in three weeks, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I decided that the, the simple label that you misplaced was not worth attaching a bucket and a chain to your head and dragging yeah, you across yeah. the floor to a fucking hot mag making it. So whatever. <laughs> fuck That's you, John <laughs> Chill the fuck out, guy. But I do, I do think that the, the that we're seeing both, aren't we? There's there's two sides of the sword, and that is some new properties, but also, and then even more so, rehashing and just leading of properties. As you well. hear that sound? The milking of the teat. <laughs> the milking of the teat. And to be fair, sometimes they just try something and it doesn't work, and they just like that. We we only got one revamp of Freddy. It was bad. Everyone agreed it was bad, and we didn't do it again. Yeah, but yeah. Until, but like, who's to say? In the next ten years, do I think we'll be a nightmare in Elm Street? Netflix, yes. Netflix. They're just re- they have Netflix a, will take it. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes out this Friday. Texas you know Chainsaw I mean? Massacre, and that would be that's the trifecta. That's probably what we should have covered this week. Probably what we should have done. <laughs> we spoke about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's good. We can, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll, we'll do it all in one it. go. We'll yeah. do it all in one go. It's, it's been around since like 1970. Fucking Producers in my ear. We, we missed an opportunity. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we get to it. We get to it. We let it simmer. But, but that's it. You've had Halloween and you've had Friday the 13th and you've had Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Freddy have all yeah. been revamped since 2010. Yeah, like you know, there it's... must have been a case of rights issues because Platinum Dunes, who is a it's a production company ran by Michael Bay, if I'm not mistaken, who pretty much just ran into my childhood and raped all my fucking happy memories. Like pretty much yeah. they remade uh, the Transformers, they did uh fucking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, even though I kind of enjoyed those new ones because the turtles look badass, but they look fucking weird. But um they also did, and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm nearly 100 percent sure. At the, in the late 2000s, they were behind a lot of these horror remakes. It must have been something to do with a rights reversion or some rights mm. issue or something because in the space... Of or a lot of things have to be made or you lose the rights. I that's what I'm that. saying, like the Sony yeah. Spider-Man issue for a long time. Yeah. That's what jumps to mind. Yeah, Sony Spider-Man yeah. is such a huge property. Like, it's yeah. the one that jumps to mind. Because, like, yeah. in the space of, like, a five or six-year period of something we spoke about, I think, on the Remix Reboots uh, episode, check it out on Spotify, is that we... Uh, is that... Uh, Nightmare on M Street, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, and I think ha- Rob Zombie's Halloween all came out within a five or six year period, give or take. So there must be a rights issue there somewhere, even though I know Mustafa Akkad owns the rights to Halloween. I do not know who produced the Rob Zombie remake. So that could be the separate thing altogether, because I know his son now owns the rights to because his name is included at the start of uh, the new Halloween movies. Um, because Mustafa, oh, wow. yeah, Mustafa Kad used to own the rights to, but I know his son owns the rights to now, and I can't remember his fucking name. But um, and there's a lot. It's funny because some properties are just not touched and then rushed into development because they want to keep it, and some tripe is thrown out to us. Yeah, and like you know the famous Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four of the nineties. Those poor fuckers been yeah. brought on a press tour for a film that was never going to see the light of day. Uh-huh. But I do, I, I do think that horror has been having. I thought horror was having a moment five or six years ago now, but now I think it's it's kind of becoming a titan. 
they, they, they tried to do an expanded monster universe again that didn't work but there, there is these ambitions that people yeah. are having to try and and and, and bring it completely into the and people just like horror I feel like there was a time where they didn't and now people like genuinely supernatural kind of paranormal horror movies mm. and I, 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 I they're my kind of favorite kinds for me that's great it's probably the surest case of you got People that grew up that were exposed to horror of the 80s, uh, yeah. guys like me and you, uh, guys that are slightly older than us, uh, girls, women as well that are slightly older than us that have kids now and they've had kids in the meantime. And we grew up with a heart with horror as a, a big gene, a big mentality, a big fucking backbone of our media consumption, our content consumption. And it's, I think it's getting to the case now where people are from that generation are just getting into these creative positions, into these creative roles. And because they grew up with that, it's like I mentioned about video game adaptations, where I think they'll improve over time because you have these backbone and it turns in the same with the creators as the audience. That the people that um, have grew up with these horrors and have a real appreciation for a lot of these properties, we're coming of age now and we have kids and we're some of us have younger kids, some of us have slightly older kids, whatever, but they were, were um, exposing these people or these kids or whatever to horrors and then they're bringing it on and all this and it's becoming more and more mainstream in the same way superhero movies did because you had parents to grow up with this shit that brought their kids yeah. to it. And you could be bringing your grandkids to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like you're talking insane. about a 50, 50-year-old 50 property. Mm. You could. You could be bringing your grandkids. You could bring your 20-year-old and you're 70 year old and the mother, you know, you put yeah. Just, absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, and I'm sure that shit happens. Like, and I think that's the case. I think it's just the generation that grew up with that real passion for horror that wasn't there before is, is there now. And they're kind of like descendants, their kids are us. And like, we're kind of into that stage now, even though I don't know if your parents are big horror fans, mine weren't really horror fans, but like, no, mine weren't, no. yeah. But my brother, my older brother, William, um, who passed away, uh, he, he was a huge horror fan and that's what bled it into me. So like, I'm always saying to like, you know, a lot of my influences came from my brother, William, he had this gigantic VHS collection back before he passed away in the mid nineties. Uh, sorry, in the late nineties and um, 97, would that be mid or late? I'll be late. Yeah. Mid- no, that'd be well late. Yeah. Yeah. So 97. So he passed away in the late nineties. So he had like a massive VHS collection. That's where I got a lot of my early exposure. And that's what I'm talking about. He was a horror fan. He made me a horror fan. Like, and like, you can tell like my daughter's going to be a horror fan because she loves all that spooky kid shit. And that's the same way I got into horror when I was growing up. Yeah. You can just see. Horror light. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. It's the horror yeah. lineage. And I think that's why we were getting more mainstream horror to circle back to our point is that we're seeing a horror lineage that legacy effect of real passion and horror fans and they're making it mainstream because they're becoming creators and they're making this horror that everybody loves in the same way that they wanted everybody to love the horror that they loved you know that kind of way i think we're getting desensitized too i think i think we can, <laughs> yeah, some of that you shit. know i think we could you, 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 you your your daughter probably wouldn't be as freaked out as 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 some of these 30 or 40 years ago would have been you know yeah. back when the people were getting sick in the cinema at exorcist and stuff like that you know, back when people were having panic attacks and being mm. brought out in stretchers. And <laughs> like, but you, you know what? That's the Vietnam War motherfuckers. Why are you thinking? Yeah, the yeah. Calm but down you know, I, but the shit we've actually, you know, something like a hostel came along. Mm. And I have to say, when, when I seen Hostel first back in 2003, which is, you know, nearly 20 years ago now, yeah. I, I was like, whoa. This is, I am uncomfortable in a way that I have not previously been uncomfortable. Because this was just... Out and out for direction, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of the pants I wore that day. Yeah, man, I was hostel <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's how I die. Because like, if yeah. somebody came at me with all them Slovakian chicks, and I was like a twenty-one-year-old, twenty-two-year-old, like those kids are in that movie. That was it. There's no there way. There's no way. There's no way There's to come no back. Way. Yeah. Literally, and it was so dire yeah, you know yeah, what i mean like your, your dick I, would become a sentient being and would control every motion and yeah, every action you would commit just like your whole body just goes limp <laughs> yeah. like, eyes open but that's yeah, about and it's it. just like yeah you're just like being held by your stick like and it's a yeah. one eye open and it's just your dick and he's out like a periscope and he's it's like, like <laughs> it's some sort of like perverted ratatouille you know <laughs> yeah. splatatouille, splatatouille. <laughs> but, but also like, like but that i would say like let's just say it was a bit of a watershed moment for me yeah where people in 2023 would see a film like that and they've heard of or have seen the hostile franchises and all of the soft yeah. soft for me was it got so silly that i didn't have that kind of grit to it yeah um 
But well, I remember for torture. We are just a massive movie. But the more the more desensitized people go, the more you can do. Yeah. Therefore, the more ideas that are on the table that people can say, "Yeah, we can make that. We can make that movie." Yeah. You couldn't make that movie in the eighties or nineties. You just wouldn't have been allowed to. Do you think? Uh, it's a case that you talk about desensitization, that when people become so desensitized that we lose interest in that thing. So we actually kind of become more nostalgic and revert back to the mainstream, the chills, the ch- the spooks, the the kind of like, you know, the supernaturally shit, the ghosty shit, like, you know what I mean? That kind of shit where you have like chills and kind of spooky shit. And like, or you talk about your more mainstream, like a quiet place is not out and out scary. It's not out and out gory. It's not out and out vicious, but we all love it because it's chilling. It's creepy. You talk about an eight, it's not out and out scary, but it's chilling and creepy. You can imagine yourself being a 12 year old kid or a 10 year old kid being in that situation. It's that nostalgic thing. It's like when it got to a stage, I think that horror became all about how extreme it could be that the people yeah. that were exposed to it or the people that exposed themselves to it, like me or you watched like a human centipede, uh, fucking martyrs, like a fucking, uh, like Cavier, the ordeal, that movie, Salo. Salo. I haven't seen some, but you've seen Salo. So like, uh, irreversible fucked up shit like that shit that we grew yeah, up with. Because, shit. I've seen yeah. once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Shit. We've seen a dozen times, whatever. I have a problem. Yeah. But no, but like, it's a case of like, I think we grew up with that and it kind of became a case of one, upsmanship not just with the creators but also yes. with the audience itself and eventually we lost interest because our blood thirst was like uh satiated i think after a while and we we're just like oh the reflection of or the content we're consuming looks bad upon us you look yeah. at like a salo like you did or, or look at like caviar like i did like you look at this and you go maybe this is a bad thing for me to be actually consuming this kind yeah of do stuff. you remember when we used to just watch this for fun yeah like, you know, exactly and not just back. for extreme giggles or it's, you know. that's why fear street was just so entertaining i just yeah. enjoyed it so much it was so nostalgic as well as being so entertaining in its own right and silly in the right way mm. um yeah so i do I, I do think there is that kind of there's almost like the adrenaline junkie and then you kind of re, you do something that is so extreme and then you kind of stop and go well dude i don't think i sh- should keep going this direction yeah, yeah exactly it's like you do something like you you start fucking around in a height or something that's the kind of yeah thing. exactly or you stop using harnesses as much and stuff like that because that's the only way you're getting what you probably got from like jumping off a 20 foot yeah. wall when you're a kid you're now getting from you know standing on top of the eiffel tower without any safety yeah. equipment it's like yeah, that, so I, it's like that dude that walked between the two twin towers he said he got out there for like 45 minutes and he said to himself it's enough time i spent enough time out here that kind of thing like he was like yeah. okay you're if you spend more time out here you're taking the piss that kind of thing and i think that's the case it was a horror if if we keep watching this kind of shit we're kind of encouraging them to make this kind of shit yeah and that's it's, it and that's it it's just because there is a supply and demand aspect of horror like supply yeah. demand like everything entertainment absolutely mm. everything yeah mm. but i do I, I do think that's the thing that horror is branched off in so many different directions now that i think it's the most like horror is when you're when you're looking at films or something like that and you look at the genre i feel like horror is the one that intertwines the most because yeah. horror sci-fi horror fantasy horror thriller and you know horror supernatural that's it's what just... superhero is going to be the same as horror i think and so it's going to oh I, you, you you made a good point on i can't remember what the or turn to the critics check it out on we'll spotify. turn the critics check it out on spotify absolutely awesome dude it's very funny but uh yeah yeah it's it's we was a, it was a question about fatigue. Will we get fatigued? And you said no because it's such a broad spectrum. Yeah, it's, it would be, it's people. In, it's people. People capable of 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 superhuman things, and it, you could have that on any scale. Yeah, it's you know? not just. It's it's like it's not the genre that it's the genre that would suffer from fatigue, but it's not a subgenres contained. If you, the amount of subgenres you can contain within an overheading genre is what will actually create longevity for that genre in itself. And that's why I compare superhero movies to horror because of all the subgenres you can contain within its overall overarching genre. And it's like same way with sci-fi, but not to the same extent. But that's why yeah. these things have longevity because you can make a supernatural horror, you can make a torture porn horror, you can make a fucking uh, possession horror. You can make a uh, serial killer horror. You can make uh, cannibalistic horror. You can do all these and, and And you can mix them all together. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, you, there's nothing exactly. to stop you from doing that either. Yeah. But do you think, uh, looking at the, the amount of films I've seen, I've seen some absolute shit, I have to say. I've seen some absolute start though. What did I watch? Um, School Bodies last night. School Body. Don't watch it. It's just absolute shit. Yeah. It was a sledgehammer. It was 
So this was no this was no last night. Hey, dude, I just caught a good. Mo- uh, I'm just about to watch a good movie. Uh, it sounds interesting. Maybe we should cover in tomorrow's episode of Potty Snatchers. And I'm like, what's it about? It's like, and he gave me the synopsis, told me the name of the movie, and about an hour later, I think you were like, yeah, hey, dude, let's not cover this. this is shit, I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I I, I was saying to Sheila that the director of this said, okay, people, I only have one rule: we break absolutely no new ground. Uh, we. <laughs> If I, so help me God if anything original happens on this set yeah. I will lose my shit was like, it like horror know? by numbers like uh, yeah you know like, I mean, saying tropes somewhere yeah absolutely like there was the they get locked in a school and there's a guy with a sledgehammer and there's the, the bitchy kind of thing she's too good for everyone team and they like the one that like she's supposed to be a mess but she's actually the best looking of them but she's yeah. the smart one but she's like objectively the best looking woman in the film uh, mm. yeah no it, it, it was just a formulaic mess and not in a fun way because horror I love horror that gets self-aware and has fun with it. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, God tier. Absolutely God tier. We should cover Um, that sometime, actually. We should cover that, yeah. Just a great film. A movie I watched umpteen times. But uh, this didn't have that self-awareness. But I did did make me think of, wow, I have seen such a pendulum of horror movies. Yeah. Like, it swings. You have to do it. When you're chasing that dragon every now and again, that heroin's not going to be as good as the last batch, you know? No, that's exactly (laughs) it. And But it makes me wonder, hence the question, how do I feel about the the horror genre going forward? Forgetting that, like, oh, such a film's coming out this year, such a film's coming out next year. That's that's the short view. Do I think that the direction of it, am I happy with it? And of course, you can't be completely happy because entertainment can hit and miss. But I, I... feel like I'm cautiously optimistic if I was supposed I had to put it into a sentence. Yeah, I think because of the global environment we kind of live in now, uh, in terms of the content we consume, I think it's actually a great moment for horror because we're starting to see a more mainstream appeal in what we spoke about before, of foreign language horror. And um, I just think like when you have that kind of mainstream appeal and that kind of like uh, the branching over um, we're going to get to see content from, in a completely different way, from a completely different style, a completely different continent than the ones we're accustomed to seeing. So I think there, there's a good future outside of Hollywood. Hollywood, I'm a little bit more iffy about, simply because they keep rehashing these fucking franchises. They keep, like, I'm all up for, like, Lee Cronin, fellow Irishman, but another Evil Dead movie, another, which is another Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Friday, another Halloween this October. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like uh another Friday 13, probably not not far on the corner, like another fucking nightmare is gonna be coming soon. And we had Scream Five just came out last month, Scream Six just got greenlit. You know, it's just one of those things that like we have to be very careful about getting bogged down in already pre-existing franchises and forgetting about this fucking like there's so many creatives out there that are like I, that probably have there's probably a hundred and one thousand fucking horror books that have never been made. But yet we've oh, had absolutely yeah. But yet we've had fifteen Frankenstein's. We've had one one Dracula's. You know what I mean? Yeah, you worlds know? have been made that haven't even been given the sniff. Because obviously, at the end of the day, they're trying to make money, and at the end of the day, there's only so often that somebody's going to try and actually like swing for the rafters. Yeah, and that's why, like again, me and you watched Quiet Place. And went, wow, that was just refreshing. That was just yeah. re- it was just refreshing. It just didn't feel like anything else at the time. It's like it follows. You know, when I saw it, it, it follows. Like you know, that yes. was new to me. It was really eerie. And it showed it had a real passion. Slow, but I, I thought I had a slow, but constant burn. Like Halloween 1. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah it really that, reminded me it. of Halloween 1. Like, like a lot, you could see a lot of it, the setting, the suburban setting, the, the style of the way they dressed. It was like, uh, even the point where she saw it outside, the, it follows, the creature that follows her. And she saw it outside her school window. She's sitting in the exact same seat that Laurie Strode is sitting in Halloween 1. Like this Halloween, yeah. Halloween's all over that movie. And maybe why I love it so much, but it had that new thing because whereas um, Michael Myers was kind of like the personification of Dev, this was the actual epitome of this like faceless, mm. foreboding, living manifestation of death. And, and it always what, knows where you are. Yeah. No matter marches. What, yeah. Not runs, marches. Yeah. Forever. Ever ever forward never yeah. tires has that terminator kind of yeah. determination where it doesn't it doesn't think like you do it doesn't get tired it doesn't need sleep yeah. it just walks until it finds you yeah absolutely loved it i um, would have passed it to a hooker 
because <laughs> if you pass it to a hooker, she'd pass it on to someone. And then even if they die, it goes straight back to the hooker and she'll probably pass it back on to someone in the meantime. It'll go so back on to John's the person. getting killed. Yeah. So like, you know, like a reverse serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a reverse serial killer. Yeah. There's your, but that, that was a new world. That was a new idea. And it wasn't even like mm. breathtakingly new. It was yeah. like, ah, that's a nice twist on the, the narrative because it's 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 an invisible, it's like that it's a final destination was yeah was that's another awesome one. that's another that's franchise a, that was bad to that uh, yeah oh that's the thing yeah, that first film was absolutely spectacular mm. and then they said right we're onto something here <laughs> and then somebody wrote a book that could have been easily copied made into a um, you know into a screenplay and somebody's gone no we have the rights to this we're just going to bleed bleed yeah bleed. So that's I do, the thing yeah you can understand I, it financially that's it like i don't know like, that's the thing you could complain about it but if you were in their boots and you're like wait look this is you, ha- you need to make this amount of money. This is what we do. Oh, and yeah. you were like, well, this will work. I know this will work. Now, this might blow all expectations out of water, but Dude. maybe it'll sink us. Yeah. And that's... I could be... An ex- I can imagine being an executive. I haven't slept in two days because I've been starting cocaine or some Thailand prostitute's face. And yeah. I come in, I've got my annual meeting, a big fucking GM meeting or some shit. I go in, everyone's there, and I'm like, they're like, do you have any new ideas? I walk in there, and I'm like, I got an idea, motherfuckers. Yeah, I got an idea. You like Final Destination? You like Final Destination? Final Destination 5. What up? And bonus checks, bitches. And then you (laughs) imagine it, though, like, you know what I mean? Like, where it's like, this guy just comes in, he's just like, fuck, I've got no more ideas. Final Destination 5, how about that, motherfuckers? And they're like, I love it. And let's say they're all on a... Uh, I'm going to say a slide just a, a slide so you want like 20 people to die on a, on a slide a big slide very big water very park. big slide water park water park slide water park find destination water park bonus check find destination and it all takes place in a water park yeah and Jaws is the bad guy <laughs> oh my god that's it and somebody just hands you a bag of money and well a lot of times that is what it is as, as uh, kevin smith said uh you know like he, he spoke to somebody about making a superman film and it turned out it was some hollywood stars hairdresser that he John started with. yeah and he said he just in hollywood you fail upwards yeah <laughs> and, uh, so i do i do think that 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 the the, the, the shortcoming is that they don't try enough because every now now don't get me wrong sometimes they swing for the raptors and it's absolute bullshit so i kind of get it yeah. But I don't know. I'd like. I hope the the future of horror. I hope to take some gambles. Yeah, we have another Jeepers Creepers coming. Like I don't think gambles are going to be taken, dude. No, well, there's no. going to be that anomaly. There's got. There's always the anomaly, but it's like, not going to be the trend. A couple of years ago, I was on a podcast, um, CGC podcast, and um, I said that what I could see because of the current climate was that we'll see a lot of franchises being uh, sequelized, rebooted, remade because of their built-in fan bases. The best way to get someone, a crowd back into the theatre after a pandemic is to give them something that you know for a fact they're going to fucking show up for. So that's why we have a Scream 5. You know what I mean? Look at the Marvel movies. They all did well during the pandemic. A lot of new properties. Spider-Man was incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. Made a billion and a half or something and still going. You know what I mean? So I think it's just a case of like uh, movie studios now are playing it safe and they're going to play it safe probably for the next five years at least, especially when it comes to horror because it's such a divisive genre at times. Yes. So you're going to see a lot of well-known properties. So in terms of... Even though if they're shite, you still... We, we, there is yeah. a loyalty based uh, That's the thing, like, you know, horror. I didn't we'll want to see, see more Halloween. But I'll yeah. go and see it, like you know, and I'm going yeah, to go see same. Halloween ends in the same way I've seen H40 and Halloween kills and cinema, of course. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, but like, I, I in I, what you're going to see in terms of customer retention and streaming services, and in terms of viewers, uh, viewership and box office growth in terms of the theaters with movie studios, you're going to see all these fucking new franchises. Uh, sorry, you're going to see all these old franchises being rehashed. We just saw Candyman. That was terrible. Like, and you're just going to see that, like, you're going to see these franchises like Halloween and Halloween Ends this year. That would, um, you're probably going to see another Candyman movie, even though the reception to that was very like subpar and it was uh, very fair to be honest with you. But like, you're going to uh, probably see like another Friday 13. We already spoke with Scream, so you'll probably see in the Quiet Place TV series. We, I think that's been announced. So, yeah. like, which will probably be a lot of TV history. series. We've entered an age where. Long format films are basically TV series because they yeah. have huge budgets now. Yeah, and that's that's the 
the effect of the golden age television, your likes of HBO Absolutely. back in the day, AMC, when we had likes of Breaking Bad, Lost, like I think Lost was on a- Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Sopranos, all the way back, you know what I mean? Like, but mm. like on the back of the golden age of television, when movies and studios and actors themselves started taking TV properties more seriously, you got to see more investment put towards these high level shows, and that's why they become, you know, as you said, extended movies. So, but like, and this obviously the popularity of streaming services and the monthly gross they make is fucking astronomical for their subscribers. But um, I just think that with horror, because of the current climate, we're just going, uh, the future's not uber bright in the terms of new properties, I don't think. I think it'll be a case of reboots, remakes, like we spoke about in a previous podcast. Um, uh, we're going to see a lot of sequels. We're going to like uh, we're going to probably see maybe two more screams. I'd say within the next five years. Actually, you know what? That seems right to me. Two more yeah. screams. Yeah, yeah. In the next five years, probably like new trilogies. You're going to see popping up new trilogies all over the place. So like, uh, you'll, if there's going to be one movie released and if it does well, you'll probably see two on the back of it mm-hmm. because even declining gross is still a lot in post pandemic world. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think we'll have though a quiet place or like I said, an anomaly, but that goes against the trend? Have some absolute property we go, wow, that okay, thank you, sir. Tip of the cap. Um because quiet place for me was a tip of the cap moment. I would have liked to have seen um yeah, I like I would like to have seen Hellraiser maybe make it to the big screen instead of going Hulu, even though I was a bit against recasting Pinhead as a woman. I'm a wait and see kind of dude now. Like I'm just like yeah, I, I would have liked to have had because like Hellraiser, you can say is one of those franchises, many sequels, but really in terms I'm reading of the hype, comics at the minute. It's funny you bring it up. I'm really deep in Hellraiser lore as we speak. Like and yeah, yeah, it was that that's the straight to straight to TV movies. Yeah, and stuff exactly. TV. There's a lot of they're shit so there. bad that there's a knock on effect. Yeah, that it exactly. makes the previous ones worse. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's a case of for Hellraiser to be renewed in more of a term than like a Halloween because we've seen like so many sequels of Halloween recently. A lot of the Hellraiser sequels were so low that they didn't make it to the mainstream. They didn't make it to a larger pop. Uh, I haven't even watched them all. I just I've never seen a reason to. Yeah, the first like if you see the first three, that they're the best ones. They're, yes. like, I'll tell anyone the first three Hellraisers are the best movies, and they're hard movies to watch because they're so gruesome at times. So if you want to watch them and they, I'm wanting to be high quality, I'll recommend the first three Hellraisers to anyone, but they steadily decline afterward. Yeah. But a lot of them, as you mentioned, were TV movies. So they didn't see a large audience, only like a kind of niche audience. So yeah. if 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 you, that's a property I thought was definitely worth remaking. And uh, I'm a bit like, I know there's, a, I think there's a, a trans actor. She's playing the lead role, uh, Pinhead. Of that. Yeah, the, the, she was in Sense8. Yeah, you said she's really, really good, a uh, really good actor. Oh, she's but... really good in that. Anyway, she was... Very yeah. likable, very charismatic on screen. I, I wish her all the best. I, I, you know what? Again, it's a wait and see thing. Yeah, exactly. Because honest to God, I, w- I think I will be very even handed. I, I really, really want to like it, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going in there to hate it or to like it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, be very even handed with it, but it's a property I love. So yeah, it's gonna be, be on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be on Hulu. I think in the same way, like Aliens. I think Aliens has been done by Noah Hawley. I think I said Dan Trachtenberg in the earlier episode. I was mistaken. I think Dan Trachtenberg is doing. Um, Prey, I think the new Predator movie. Um, but uh, so oh, this stop one, it, stop it. He's already dead. Yeah, literally within a sentence, I just talked about three or four, three reboots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Three, you know what I mean? And you like, said, pre- honest to God, this is the thing. Yeah, of all the things you said, Predator, and honest to God, you made me. You actually just made me sad with the word. Just like it's it's been so with the alien versus predators i'm loving the premise though yeah oh okay if it's got a strong premise the premise is it's a setback in native american times you know i love that period of time and it's um gonna be about a young warrior she's a female um i think she's fuck i I can't remember her tribe a young uh, a young human female yeah and she kind of breaks the go she goes against the kind of norms of her tribe and she wants to be a warrior and um and I think the predator comes down and shit goes down. So that looks that's awesome. Yeah, that's no, I'd be, I be, I know that 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 does sound cool. I like. I always think when they tried to make like a predator world and they tried to like you know bring people and they were introducing all these like predator dogs and big predators mm. eating. It was so stupid. The marvelization of predator. Go back to your roots. Yeah. Remember, like the only good thing about Alien versus Predator is when they they, they showed like the theory mm. about how this pyramid mm. came to be it was so and good was the predators on top of the pyramid fighting absolutely every all the alien it looked epic and i was oh. like that's your movie that's your movie your exactly movie. Yeah, like, what the fuck are we hell. doing here man but I, I, do, I do i do i i do i have again cautious optimism but i do know that you also have to wade like you mm. always do and you always will have to wade through some absolute 
shite. Again, yeah. like the, the, the me and Sheila always kind of say, what's what's your favorite trope? And for me, it's the fresh start. Yeah, you know, it's the, 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 the Actually, teenage daughter who's twenty five, who's pissed off that yeah. she had to move away from her friends. Uh, into a house that's fucking haunted or something that the dog knows is haunted. Uh, but, uh, like, you know, it just, it's, I'm, I'm describing a thousand films. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Actually, it's the, Dan Trachtenberg's actually doing the Hellraiser show, not Predator. But uh, Predator's a okay. movie. Uh, I can't remember who's doing that. But um, Predator's yeah. going to be a movie. Yeah, okay, Predator's okay. going to be a movie. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm totally with you with the fucking age old haunted house trope. We've spoken about it a good few times in the podcast. Like, the fresh start, don't move me away from my friends. Um, that when she meets a, a, a cute boy that's kind of weird and she has to fix yeah. him and all this shit like, like that's just done to death as I said it's like a whiteboard with tropes a massive head and written across the top of it like you know yep but um I think like I, I like I'm trying to think like is there off the top of my head uh, I'm trying to think of any new properties that I'm looking forward to because I know most well the predator people, one I have to say I I, I love that not a new property so, though oh a new property sorry yeah, sorry that's no, what I mean because yeah, like, yeah. we're talking about the future of the genre like, that's what we're talking about it, yeah. it's 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 yeah it's the same bag of tricks yeah and but like that's what but I have to say like the reimagining of it was excellent yeah. another fire starter coming that'd be cool yeah but again it's not it's, it's good it's, actually. It, this it just stick with what works, honest to God. And you feel yeah. sorry for like horror authors such as yourself out there who are trying to like Not pimp yet. themselves out, sh- show them holes. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, people will be like, it, it. It's always that thing. Like Stephen King could make anything now, yeah. and like I, I, all hail, all hail Stephen King. I'm not coming for Stephen King here. Yeah, I'm not worthy. But I'm just saying he could make anything, and they would just make it. Yeah, but it's problem, getting. It's that first. It's the for problem with Stephen King though. Break down the door. They make it, then they remake it, then they make a TV series of it. Like, yeah. he, like the dude, the dude's got enough. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't think he. Like, there's other, as I said, there's plenty of other authors out there. Like, you know what I mean? So. Yes, like, sir. Like, sure. But that's that's I think that's the problem. Like it's like it's like, oh shit, our, our revenue is down. Uh let's fucking remake another Stephen King book. Let's you know what I mean. Uh, like, family guy that did it, and he was like, it was about an evil lamp. Yeah, you know, and they made that joke like 20 years ago, and it's just you know, it works then as much as it works now, exactly. Or now, actually, we've seen we've seen that Dr. Sleep, we've seen Ace, we've seen a whole lot, bunch of on the problems. back of it, a lot of that carry back of it because of the success of it that we got to see. Like, there was a, a whole Stephen King fucking like tidal wave of content there for a few years again, right? Yeah. Like, and it's still it's not petering out, I won't say, because the man has got such a back catalog of work, and a lot of it's fucking fantastic. That it, it comes to the case of like obviously you're gonna fall back on something that's such a deep pool, like you know what I mean. And of all fairness to him for being published like 60 odd times or something. So like his his talent is undeniable. Yeah, it's undeniable. But it's but even within Stephen King's back catalog, there's stories that they've never made, but they've yet they've remade some of his stories several times. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? A good, it's a fair, no, it's a fair point. You know what I mean? It's like a fair point. I read uh, Rose Matter when I was yeah. a kid. I'd love to see a film of that. That's why fantastic. Marvel are better than DC because Marvel keep making new shit while DC are keep making Batman movies and Superman movies and yeah. Joker movies. Because they're, they're trying to, it's again, they're trying to find a thing that works for them and then they'll just give some new expanding it. But Marvel have, have just been slaying it. There's no way around it. Yeah, it, but it's constant new content. Like Moon Knight's coming out next month. Do- Multiverse of Madness is coming out next month or something. Like, but no, it's coming out in May. Like it's constant new content. Like where's DC? Oh, I've seen The Flash. I watched it for six seasons on TV. Like I, I've seen uh, Green Arrow. You're probably going to show me another one. I've seen him for like eight seasons on TV. I've seen yeah. Wonder Woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to give... So you're going to give me more Wonder Woman. Like, actually, no. To backtrack that, when I first seen Wonder, the Wonder Woman movies, I was like, cool, someone new. But we're going to see, like, four or five Wonder Woman movies, probably. Like, you know yes. what I mean? Before we get to... And then, my God, was there an instant decline in Wonder Woman. Oh, my God, which was shocking, because the first movie... All the same people were incredible. involved, like, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was, like, such a poor use of resources. It really was, like, fuck it. It's kind of like, we're going to get Pedro Pascal and not use him at all. We're just going to slap a silly catchphrase in his face, and that's it. Yeah. We're going to get one of the best actors that is going around nowadays, one of the most layered actors that can do any kind of role in almost... And we're just going to give him a catchphrase. Your life is good, but it can be better. And we're going to make him say that for like 90 minutes of the movie. <laughs> like, All right, great. We're going to have Chitara. Uh, is that her name? Chitara, was it? No, that's uh, Chitara. Uh, Ch- it's it's just Cheetah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's Chitara. Just Chita. Chita. Yeah. Cats, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but like, we have, we're going to have Cheetah. By the way, we're never really going to use her ever. Like yeah. ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be meaningless. It's like, uh, come on. It's like... 
but that, that's the problem with DC. They're running out of ideas because they've got so few of them to begin with. And that's that's not a criticism. They've got some awesome ideas. They're just not using the other ones. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I think... Sorry? The circle about the horror a little bit. DC actually have an awful lot of really cool properties that would work inside the horror genre more so than Marvel. I would even argue, like, like the, the Dark Justice League. I think JJ Abrams. The Dark Justice, it. yeah, yeah. The Swamp yeah. Thing is, you know, uh, Swamp Grundy. Thing failed. Yeah. I heard it was supposed to be a beautiful looking show, but um, yeah, I only ever watched the first episode. Now. Do you want to hear why they cancelled Swamp Thing? And this is what I heard from Mark Bernardin when I used to watch uh, Family uh, Fatman Beyond back in the day. I just don't have fucking time to do it anymore. It's an awesome show. It's on YouTube. To anyone check it out if you like nerdy shit. But um, he said back in the day, what well, a couple of years ago, so I hope I'm not misquoting him, but with Swamp Thing, post-season, post because everything was shot on set, to actually store all that seemingly cost like a quarter of a million dollars, something like a month or something ridiculous. Whoa. So during the off-season, because of the cost to actually have the setting, I might be wrong now, right? but this is what I remember, from having the cost of having this Swamp scene or setting and trying to store this set, was so astronomical in terms and of maintain. it to maintain it might to maintain it as well as yeah. yeah so like that's what I heard from Mark Bernard on Fatman Beyond but the reason why Swamp Thing itself got cancelled but like in terms of new horror products as you said like I think Dark Justice uh, Guillermo del Toro was initially attached to it but now J.J. Abrams who I'm nearly 100% sure I haven't heard much about this for some surprise because he's such a big name and Warner Brothers is such a big uh, company um, that JJ Abrams, as uh, what you call it, uh, signed a big massive deal with them, and Dark Justice is going to be one of his first movies, as far as I know, with Warner Brothers, and that's what I hear. So, that could be a good, cool new property coming into the horror kind of space and the mainstream horror space of that. Like, so it'd be cool to see more shit like that. Um, and Multiverse of Madness, I know, is another superhero movie coming up. I know this is Potty Snatchers, but like I saw the trailer for that recently that just aired during the Super Bowl on Sunday. And um, that fucking shit looks surreal. Like it looks fucking awesome. So maybe unexpectedly, we're going to see more horror content from the superhero fucking genre. And once again, superheroes again. are going to come in and save the fucking day. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, like we're talking about two of the genres that lend themselves so much to anything. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. why not? Why would there not be an overlap of the two? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly it. Because I, I, I for one really enjoyed Brightburn. I, I, I could take a lot, a lot more films like that. I really could. Brightburn. Again, Brightburn that felt like something a little bit new. <laughs> yeah. That and felt a little bit new. And it was so gory. Unexpectedly so, like the part with yeah. the guy in the truck and the jaw. Oh, that was horrible. That, yeah. that, yeah, no, that genuinely yeah. shocked. Is that TJ Miller? Genuine. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what that was. Yeah. yeah, and where he kills his own father, the 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 eyes, the burns yeah, the laser. Eyes oh my god! Lasers. And Homelander was kind of, you know what I mean, like they read the boys. Like that's what, I, like that's what, this is what I love about um, like the super. Not to go too far talk, but like that. Look, look at the, what they've given us over the last few years. Like fucking Homelander. Brightburn, that kind of new take. They're constantly giving us new takes and old fucking tropes. And not in the horror movie are constantly giving us old tropes in new packaging, but it's not really a new take. Like Brightburn is very obviously inspired by Superman in the same way Homelander is, but two of them are completely different interpretations of the source material in terms of Superman. And horror movies themselves, they're they're not giving us re like they're giving us reboots, but they're like the interpretations that come up with a lot of this shit is like a, is all the same tropes, but repackaged ever so slightly. But it's not really like a reimagining to use Tim Burton's words when he butchered Planet of the Apes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. So I think that's the, the like when I look at horror movies, it's like when I see in a quiet place, I see a bird box, I see a don't breed, even though it's all in the, within the same subgenre that sensory deprivation horror. It's all something new, the way you can play with it those feels tropes. new. Feels new, you know, exactly, yeah. You can really enjoy a film, but if you ever just stop at the end of the film and go, was that new? Yeah. Uh, and okay, I, I think it's an unfair thing to put on fix because there's so many films out there to say that everything yeah. should feel new, but it, yeah. it, something should. And yeah. I think horror lags behind. It's certainly lagging behind superhero Like, like a Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Give me some more of that. Give me some more Cabin That was in the Woods. spectacular. Those movies are genius. Like, they're genius. Yeah. that's the real opinion. This is why I, I think is the case now with horror, uh, the generation we are. We're looking at horror. We've seen the possibility of what this genre can really be. Like, we've seen what it can do. We've 
we've seen the way it can be implemented. And then we look at this trophy shit or this gory for the sake of gory bullshit, this torture porn and shit, like a lot of the shit that just like is just there because it wants to uh, be horrific and to offend, but it has no real sus- uh, substance or content to it. So like, yeah. like I think because of what we've seen, we look at a thing, we look at Halloween, we look at a part like a, uh, par- paranormal activity the first one was great fucking uh a haunted movie we've seen what it can what can be and, and it kind of annoys us when you see these tropes rehashed or these movies yeah. being constantly remade because we when see tucker and dale made fun of the tropes that's yeah. what was so fucking brilliant about it yeah exactly like it was a spoof done perfectly like and like oh, scary, the, original, the original two scary movies excellent spoofs that's another franchise that got butchered the they were a lot of fun. yeah oh yeah but that was it it was a cash cow that's the thing like that- you know like I know that's what it, kills the art. That's what kills the art. Cash yeah, cows. It, it yeah. kills the creativity. It kills the fucking originality. Like 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 like, like a Halloween. Like when you look at the original Halloween franchise before the, um, before H twenty, just saying before Resurrection, before Buster Rhymes was karate kicking Michael Myers to me vomiting in a bucket watching it. But like um, and I'm like, what did you do to my boy Mikey? What did you do? But, <laughs> yeah. You know when you look at like the Order of Tool, the the, the black uh, the, the what they call it, the Black Man trilogy or something. It's kind of at the end of Halloween that they call it it's like the three movies it's all kind of centered around the order of the tool it uh, reappears at the end of halloween four then halloween five even in halloween six uh so it's like the return of michael myers the revenge of michael myers and the curse of michael myers those three movies and he look how much it veered away from halloween one even halloween two like like those two movies were straight up slasher movies, classic slasher. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Halloween two, granted, not as good as Halloween one. Few movies are, but they're straight up pure slasher movies. In the same way, even though A Nightmare on M Street had supernatural element because the serial killer killed you in your dreams, part one's a straight up slasher movie. But and yeah, and then he became more. It's like something Beige talks about. Beige from Return to Craigs. He says that he hated the way they kind of made a cartoon of Freddy the way it went along and that's the way it did like and same uh, with Friday 13th initially it was about a mother seeking revenge for the the neglect the murder the death of her son and then that's the part, one that took a left turn didn't it like, yeah I mean, it turned into a supernatural Jason slasher X. yeah Jason X yeah in my space God. you know what I mean like look Fast and Furious look, look the way franchises like that's what we talk about Saw Saw is the fast fast and furious of the horror world it really is yeah, yeah. you know it just went crazy oh like you know like I just think that people need to go. There needs to be a case of people need to see see a franchise. They need to look at their ideas and go, "This isn't good enough. Let's go somewhere else. Let's go to a different garden. Let's pick some new flowers." Because yes. these daisies, they've been picked the fuck. There's no daisies. Relax a daisy. Yeah, this guy gets it. I set up me yeah. fucking knocks. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So I think it's just a case of like, there's plenty of like new pastures for these fucking execs, these studios to go into. Uh, and I really hope to do, but because of the post-pandemic and kind of like situation we're in, I can't see it. And I think the next five years were just for horror. If we're looking to the future of horror for the next five years, we're going to see a lot of sequels, a lot of reboots, a lot of remakes. Um, more of the same. More of the same. Yeah, that's the best yeah. way. I think that's what we're going to see. Whereas we got so excited when we talked about what is about superheroes for all the reasons we've kind of leaked into this yes. episode. And I'm a horror guy at my core, 100%. Yeah. I have to say that I, for the last couple of years, the films I got most excited about. Like I'm yeah. excited for Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Actually excited for it. Do you know who um, I always get excited for? Alex Garland. Anytime Alex Garland does that, and because I know it's going to be fucking different. I know it's going to be new. He's got a new movie coming out called Men. I just seen the trailer. Looks unsettling as fuck. He did. He did Ex Machina. He did Deus. I love uh, that. Yeah, he did Deus Ex. Oh, no, is it? Sorry, is it? Is it Deus? What was it? Deus? In, Deus Ex Machina. Is no, the... no, no. I think it's called Deus. Is uh, he did a show, a TV series starring Tim oh, okay. uh, or Nick Opperman? I was nearly going to call him Tim the Olyphant. Completely different people. <laughs> But um, it could be any more different. But um, but Nick uh, Offerman's in it. It's, I think it's called Deus, and um, it's fucking amazing. The, the questions he asks of himself as a creator and of the audience, like that's what I love. I love when, like when you go back and watch things like Fringe or J.J. Abrams, Cisco's, and Jonathan Nolan. I think as well. Um, it was just like. Actually, I think Alex Kurtzman and Robert, Roberto Orkey were involved in that as well. Um, I'm not sure if Jonathan Nolan was. But they literally just said to themselves, we're, we're smart. We're going to make a smart show. And yeah. let's hope that we attract a smart audience because we're not going to wait for them. We're yeah. just going to make a, something smart and new. And let's hope we have some. And I know Fringe got cancelled because of a dwindling audience because it was very niche. 
But like Fringe, looking back, everybody fucking loves Fringe. I've never heard of anybody that got exposed to Fringe and said that's a bad show. Like, it, like, and like a Fringe five years later, it would have been a juggernaut. It would have been a ten season show. Maybe it was better actually as a five season show. It didn't get played. Maybe we got lucky that way because I think five seasons is often the magic number for a TV yeah, show. Yeah, especially of long seasons. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, for twenty two episodes, like you know, look at Supernatural. It's a miracle that's dead so good. For 15 that's years. an anomaly again yeah. that's like we're saying you're going to have some mm. surprises down the road but they're they're not going to be the trend they're going to be the that's a horror franchise that we were very lucky to have i haven't seen the last season but i've seen the first 14 i'm actually watching the back with my lorraine at the moment we're on season 11 um that's a show that really shows you what horror can do it got a bit bogged down for me in the whole demon uh heaven and hell because it became everything the show was about at first, it was this. I, I liked it when it was like they kind of lost the monster of the week a bit about it. And when you have a 22 episode <laughs> show, you need to have a few monsters a week. And they kind of got away from it because, like, I'm uh, I'm always saying I'm a big lore dude and I love mythologies and stuff like that. And that gave me a lot of like, I just like a lot of nerd boners. And you're like, oh, it's a Wendigo. What's this about? You know, and you're like, oh, what's, yeah, this, yeah, what's yeah. this about? What's this about? And they give you like a crash course in mythology of this person or this creature or whatever. And that's what I loved about Supernatural. Supernatural. It shows you over a long period of time. <coughs> the the fucking wide girth or wide birth that horror gives you because you can run the gambit of having a windigo uh, haunted house the paranormal possession an angel uh, a, a fucking battle for the end of the world all, heaven and hell, yeah. all horror you know what i mean like all yeah. it's based within that horror um genre and that's what it shows you that like horror is so fucking versatile and that's why we get annoyed but you need to be hungry you need to be hungry going in to do you know what i mean it's there for you yeah. But you need to be hungry. You have it's, to want it, to try. It's, it's like, it's like um, when you want to try a new meal, it looks appetizing, but you never taste it. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. So do you take a bite? It will make you sick. You don't know. <laughs> if I choose to try something new, will it kill me? Yeah. So, so look, before we get the fuck out of here, right, I want to say to you, is there anything that's really on the horizon that's new? Because I couldn't think of it. And maybe you have. I, some... I, I'm struggling. No. I'm at like new. Yeah, new, like, like original. The, the thing, new. the thing is coming out. No, man, it's it's it is absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, the before sec- we get out of here, what what do you make of the thing coming out? What do you make of uh, a remake? Because it's going to be a remake. That I think the guy who wrote it, John W. Campbell Jr. I think it might have been his name. Not hundred percent sure, but he wrote a book, right? And all that was found from it was a novella called From Hell or Frozen Hell. I think it was called Frozen Hell. Because from hell is the uh the book the comic book from fucking Alan, uh what's his name the dude the road Watchmen yeah Alan yeah, Moore I, I, I... Alan Moore but um so yeah I think it's pretty much what what was only ever found from the original novel was a novella of eighty pages and some dude went back and found the complete work and that's what the remix gonna be based upon so there's okay. way more shit in it that we've never seen before so that's interesting to me even though. Please don't remake it and try to recast McCready. I have a McCready and it's Kurt Russell. Thank you very yes. much. I don't yeah, need another absolutely. one. I don't need another one. Okay. Like, I mean, you know, we had perfection. What should we do now? Um, leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, what should you do now? Stop asking that question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like... like- Rolled like up newspaper though. on the nose. No. Yeah, I like the prequel. No. It was harness. It was uh, hampered by or ham- hamstrung. But yeah, by the technology of its time. I uh, didn't realize how how perfectly it tied into like the actual aesthetic, how it set up the start of the thing. I didn't appreciate that when I watched it first. Yeah, uh, I appreciated it when I watched it the second time immensely. Yeah. It's a movie. I I actually prefer- for all even of just that. No, leave it there. The axe in the wall, yeah. most subtle, the most subtle of things. Can't so fucking, I have to say, can't fucking wait for we do the thing, man. Jeez. Yeah, I can't because I love it so yeah. much. But also, yeah. like, I, I, I also love the perfection of the first movie that I almost don't want to touch. I don't know. I, I, I love it. And they're going to yeah. have things that are going to really suck me in. But yeah. the question was new, and that's yeah. not new. That's it's exciting. New. It's exciting. exciting. It's something that we're saying. Like there's plenty of old that uh, have been put in the hands of interesting careers. Like we talked about Dan Trachtenberg, Hellraiser. We talked about uh, Noah Hawley. He's going to do Alien. Um, I'm very sick in that we didn't get to see Neil Blomkamp's interpretation of Alien because, unfortunately, Scorn Weaver is probably too old now to be reca- uh, to be cast as um, 
uh, Ellen Ripley. Ripley. Yeah, um, even with the aging, I think like she's a woman in her seventies. Be a lot to get her to go and start doing action sequences, even though she did fucking Avatar pretty well. Like that's all. Oh, absolutely. Probably, she's probably know. in absolute tremendous shape. But of it, course, it she's been rich be, forever. Um, she's been yeah. rich forever. <laughs> she's been rich for longer than I'm alive. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know I mean? But no, it, uh, yeah, it would it wouldn't be the same without her. But yeah, unfortunately, I think that that window of opportunity has passed. Yeah, do you think that's the case of there's not a lot of new, but you like me that the old has been put into hands that maybe can see something cool come about. Yeah, that has promise. Yeah, or at least like stirs your curiosity at the very very least. Oh wait, but I just Jordan Peele just... has a new movie coming out. Nope, I'm not his biggest fan. Everybody knows. I think he's a fucking racist motherfucker. But like in terms of like as a creator like, like fucking hell like uh uh not us the movie that forget out was fucking sublime that's a great movie that's yeah, so that's movie. new that's that was new that, that was, was new. new like that was a great movie us no he got he, he got hooked in his messaging with us and like every white character talks like this i'm talking like this i'm going to be one and tone on time racist um but like like i just think he did he so no I, I which I think stands for not all planet Earth is what people are saying. Oh. So it's about aliens. I didn't catch the trailer the other day, but I will catch it. I'll, I'll watch it tonight, probably in a few minutes. But um that's new. That that intrigues me because like when he's not lost in his messaging, he's a good fucking creator. Like George yes, Ian. yes, he is. He absolutely like, you know I mean? is, and he's got hunger, he's got a bit of hunger to try things. Yeah. Again, that's what I'm talking about. Swinging from the rafters and not always hitting it. Yeah. But at least you try, you know? So yeah, I, exactly. I'd have to give him, yeah. Yeah, I can forgive him for trying. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know I mean? That's the thing. I forgive him for trying. Yeah, for, not for being racist, though. <laughs> um... <laughs> I can say it because I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Um, uh, but what you call it? Uh, so uh, that's coming out soon. We got Text Chainsaw Massacre on Friday. That's not new though. Um, it certainly is not. No, no, yeah. 50, 50 years old this year, yeah. Like you know, so um, and they're bringing back it's like it's a sequel to the original. Ah, it's a sequel to the original. This is, is like what they did with Halloween. This is old man Letterface. <laughs> <laughs> He takes in a protege. He's actually not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, I don't know where it's going to go Um, in terms of new content. But I but know, you know you're hooked and it's just going to drag you there whether you like it or not. Oh, of course. Like, I'm going to be front and center for the new Predator movie. I love Predator. I'm going to be front and center for the new Alien TV series. I love Alien. I'm going to be front and center for Text Chainsaw Massacre Friday, 100%. Like, as soon as we're done recording Friday, I'm going to be watching that motherfucker. Um, uh, yeah, same. Like, uh, what else? Like, uh, Quiet Place, if they make a TV series, I'm front and center for that. But that's a pretty new franchise. It's only got two movies, you know? So That's it, yeah. No, yeah. relatively speaking, horror terms, yeah. that has not been bled to death by any stretch. Like, what Stephen King books? You do you know more about King than I do. What Stephen King books, off the top of your head, can you think? Name one or two, even. I won't give you too many. Like, that you would like to see that be... Half of me made yet, that you would like to see being made into a new property... Because as I said, like even within his own titles, there's there's a lot of shit there that has to be made. Is there anything that you've read that you'd love to see made and the, that, the, that would excite you? Yeah, with Rose Matter, it was a book I, my sister said. It was a thousand pages or something like that. And uh, she said, read it. And it was just spectacular. And it just lends itself to the horror genre so perfectly. But I guess it just never it never got lit, you know. But uh, but the, like you said, they're just going to remake instead of going back. But I'd say he probably, like I've read a couple of his books, but a lot of them I've read are like Gerald's Game, which we actually did get. Netflix. Shining, which we've got like yeah. <laughs> seven Twice. times or something now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh we've got even the follow-up to that so i, I don't know there's there's a lot we've of, had carrie twice you know we've had carrie twice like firestarter yeah absolutely um i read uh, mr mr mercedes i read years ago but that, that's just a novella um but uh yeah Cujo, man, it's all been done. Mr. Like, Mercedes, that was a TV series already. Brendan Gleeson, yeah, um, went off the rails good. after season one. I thought only watched season one. I heard, yeah, yeah, things, yeah. even so, 11 22 63. Remember that, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, long grass, like, all these things have been made. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, what yeah. Castle Rock, I thought was genius when they had it based in the Stephen King world, but like, it was all like these like little kind of uh, legacy characters that were kind of linked to the actual characters and stuff. But the first season that was fucking spectacular. The way they portrayed dementia and Alzheimer's in one, yeah. uh, in um, Sissy Spacek actually was actually in it from Carrie. 
and um, she like that, that episode was fucking incredible. But like, I like to see that kind of stuff where people look at a universe and go, let's operate within it, but not actually do the same shit. That's yeah. why I, I think we, I don't know if it was before we went on air or like, but when we talked about The Last of Us, I think it was, it was when we spoke about The Last of yeah, Us. Yeah, no, we were talking on record about that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say straight out, right, that their story's told already. Yes. Last of Us Part One and Part Two are some of the most beautifully made games. Part Two, I know, is incredibly divisive. Some of the most beautifully made games, one way or the other, you can criticize it if you want, but the way it looks, the way the story's told, heartbreaking. That story's told. We, we know that story. We've lived with those characters in a way that a TV series can never express them or, uh, to us in. No, so, I so, completely agree with you there. So to remake, completely agree with you there. Yeah, so then I think if you're talking about computer game adaptations, start operating within these worlds. And same for horror. Make things that have different characters, but that can use legacy characters so you can operate within the world. You know what I mean? Like, so Agreed, I, think, yeah. I think that's what they need to do. So instead of rebooting and rehashing shit, just like maybe expand. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, just like now your comfort zone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like stop going like stop saying, oh, these six movies don't exist anymore. I'm making my sequel. That's not how movies should work. Like, if, <laughs> if, you know, I shouldn't be able to go into a franchise and go. Hey guys, you know the way you put all that really hard work into those four movies? Tough shit, they don't exist anymore as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, gotcha, absolutely. I, I shouldn't be allowed to do that. There should be a no. rule. There should be a rule in their unions or whatever to say that nobody can come and creatively uh, wipe out my work from existence. Nobody should yeah. be allowed to do that, no matter how bad my work is. Unless it's Maybe they will go forward because nobody accounted for it in the not so distant past. Yeah. You know, well, nobody accounted for it. You know, yeah. that you'd, you'd at least be canon, that you'd at least exist. It's like Hall- bad or different. Halloween H40 bugs me the most because why give her a new daughter? She already has one. Yeah. She already has a son. You can't, what you're telling me in Halloween H20 that you need to get rid of her, uh, the daughter and have Josh Harton. Have John be her son. Can yeah. Jamie Lai not be her fucking estranged daughter? Daniel Harris deserved better. She was a legacy yeah. character. Fantastic actor as well. She became a deadly actor. She got older too. It's not like she fucking faded into fucking like like fucking obscurity. Like you know what no. I mean? Like like Rob Zombie brought her back, which I thought was a great touch. Um, from in a terrible movie, but like as uh, Annie, like the uh, Laurie's ne- next door neighbor, and actually her yeah. and Gal Compton actually have a podcast together. Um, Daniel Harris and Scout Compton actually have a podcast together um, to talk about horror and shit and all this shit. But like, I think when you have a, a, enough there, you can work with it. Like, you don't need to trim shit. Like, there's there's such an easy way to say that, like, oh, yeah, she left. Um, Laurie left um, and she was too young to raise a daughter. She became estranged from her family. She had a son. She started another family. This happened to millions of people all around the world. She had Absolutely. another son. And then uh, the later movie, Halloween H4, it can be all about Danielle Harris going and seeking out her mother mm-hmm. and seeking out her history and why Michael Myers is going after her and all these things. And us fanboys, us like all the like fanboys, fangirls, we would love that. Yeah. We would love that. Like, all we want is justice for our, uh, yeah. for our legacy characters. That's, that's and a you're huge operating, thing in the horror and, community. Exactly. And you're operating within the exact same timeline that they set themselves 40 years after the main event. Yeah. Daniel Harris is still alive. She's still vital. This is what we talk about Josh Harton. It's still alive. Still vital. Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, so you have all the pieces. And you're like, this is like you go to me. Hey, Vinny, um, I've got a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle for the Sistine Chapel. Can you make it? I go, dude, can I use those pieces to make the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're like, no, dude, I've given you the pieces. Just make the fucking jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> as do as you're fucking told. <laughs> you know, the pattern is there. Just complete it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but um, yeah, so I think we're going to see a lot of safety uh, uh, content in terms yeah. of like bringing the uh, the fans to the audience uh, to the theater and uh, getting fans to stay streaming on the streaming platforms. We're going to see a lot of new stuff, or sorry, a lot of old stuff rehashed. But I'd love to see more Fear Street. I think uh, the director said she'd like to make a Fear Street universe. Let her at it because she absolutely made, let her at it. She made three fucking fantastic movies. Like and there's hundreds is, of years that you didn't happen to touch. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Hundreds, like, you know, literally. But like, there's so many Fear Street books. Just make a different story in a different yep. place. Like exactly as you said, hundred. Just make it in the seventies or make it in the sixties. Like you could actually literally have every show based in a different decade. Depression and, era America. Yeah, it'd be great. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like it's there. Like R.L. Stein. That's another dude. Like all those Goosebumps books. Imagine if someone said, I'm going to make a fucking 18 rated Goosebumps movies. Like all the Goosebumps people now were adults. All the people that grew up with it and loved it were adults. We'd be like, okay, 
I'll give it a look. You know what I mean? Like, so like, <laughs> that dude fucking made like wrote like fucking 60 or 70 books as well. Like he's kind of like the child version of Stephen King, in my opinion. I always thought he was like, oh, that's what he is. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I think of him as well. Yeah. Like, so I think there's so much there that I hope we see lots of new stuff. But as we said earlier on, to wrap it up for me is that for the next five or 10 years, most of the next five years, hopefully to get a bit braver after that next five years, we're going to see a lot of reboots, a lot of remakes, a lot of sequels. And a lot of shit that we already know, but hopefully, because there's new people doing it, we might get to see some cool new shit. Exactly. You know, Maybe if we're not breaking new ground, doesn't mean that we can't be entertained. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're not breaking new ground, it doesn't mean you can't make a nice extension on the back of your house. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. So here's to the future. Here's the future. Hopefully, we're getting scared in new ways, even if it's from old properties. Um, exactly. All right, cool. So, motherfuckers, that was Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Oljon Tui. Special shout out to Oz for our intro music. Thanks very much yeah. for your help on that. Thank you very much, Oz. I really needed it. And I uh, much appreciate it. It's fucking awesome and janky as a motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, all right, folks, we we'll see you next time. And uh, what what we do next time? We'll, we'll be, should we do Fox Texas Chainsaw Massacre? We might just do Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Yeah, fuck it. We do Franchise Friday. And we current, do all Chainsaw current Massacre. up in here. Yeah, fuck it. All right, cool. Next time, folks, check us out. We're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're going to go chop up some people with some incestuous cannibals. Just how <laughs> we like it. <laughs> Just like our forefathers. Peace. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's the sound like, like our forefathers. <laughs>